the Humanity Church podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. You know, it's interesting. No one has ever died from lung cancer from a cigarette. No one's ever become obese because of a donut. No one disconnects from faith or community by missing one week. And no one's ever gone bankrupt over not paying one credit card bill. And yet, we all know people who have died from smoking. We all know people or are the people who suffer from obesity. We all, we all know people or are the people who have easily walked away from faith and found themselves disconnected from spiritual community. We know people who are swimming in credit card debt and just one payment away from bankruptcy. So where is the disconnect? See, I think one of the most dangerous statements that we can tell ourselves as humans engaging the life around us is this. It's not a big deal. And then we turned a blind eye to those areas where we are out of integrity with our calling, with our passion, with who we know we were designed to be. And we, we minimize the importance of those little areas, you know, that we're not completely engaged in. Even, look, let's just be honest, how many of us even call them little areas? They're just little things. We even, even minimizing them is a way for us to not have to look at the areas where we're out of integrity with ourselves. Over the last uh, 18 months, you probably have noticed for those of you who have been around, but over the last 18 months, I have lost about 150 pounds, which has been great. Which has been great. Now, it's interesting from this perspective, looking back at the last few decades of my life and noticing the games that I played with myself when it came to my health. Because I would find myself making statements like this, well, it's just one meal. Or I'd find myself saying things like, it's just one day. I'll start, I'll start again tomorrow. Or it's just one week. We'll start it on Monday, right? <laughs> it wasn't actually the, the one meal that caused me to be morbidly obese. It wasn't the one day even, that caused me to get to where I was in life. It, it, it wasn't the one day that caused me to be sick or on medication and all that. It was the the multiple one days. It was the multiple one meals. It was the multiple, it's not a big deals, that allowed me to get to the place where I was. And it was interesting because one meal turned into one day, and one day turned into one week, and one week turned into a month, and months quickly turned into decades. And now, from my vantage point, looking at where I am now, I can look back and look forward simultaneously and say every single moment is important. That it's every single moment that we build upon, that creates the future in which we live in and the future in which other people live in. It's always the things that are little until they're not. Now, there's this book in the scriptures called Song of Solomon. It's a book about sexuality and erotica and desire. And, and actually, in, in the Hebrew culture, people were not allowed to read this until they were 13 years old because of how X-rated it was. Now, 
Today it won't make most of us blush, but at that time it definitely would. <laughs> and it is this conversation between two lovers in the Song of Solomon. But it's also meant to be a metaphor between us and Christ, about how we engage in our own relationship with the Lord. And, and there's this back and forth in Song of Solomon 2 between him and her. It actually reads like a script as they're talking back and forth with one another. And in this moment in Song of Solomon chapter 2, starting in verse 14, this is what he says to her in this romance letter back and forth. He says, My dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding places on the mountainside, show me your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch us, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in bloom. You know, weird pickup line, but you do you, Solomon, you know. And Solomon is telling his lover right now to go out and catch all the little foxes that are out ruining the vineyards. Now, the interesting thing about little foxes is that they are too small to get the grapes on the vines. They, they can't reach them, and they can't get them, and therefore they would seem like they're not a big threat to the crop. They would seem like they're not a really big deal. And here's what happens, is that the little foxes in the vineyards, because they can't reach the grapes, what they end up doing is they end up gnawing at the vine, at the base of the vine. And so they keep gnawing, and they keep gnawing, and digging and clawing and scratching at this until the entire vine falls to the ground. And then they can get the grapes. See, bite by bite by bite at the vine, they begin to destroy the vineyard. See, it's one thing to have a fox come in and eat some of your grapes and lose a little bit of your crop. It's another thing to have a little fox completely destroy the vine so that you cannot produce grapes for years to come. See, and... It is so easy to overlook the little foxes because they seem to not do that much damage. They can't reach the grapes until, of course, they do. And Solomon is telling his lover, he's like, he's like let's catch the small foxes. Let's get out there and make sure that they're, they're not around because we are going to be tempted to overlook them because they're small foxes. And they're not really that big of a threat right now because they, they're small and they seem not a big deal or little in that matter. But one day... They're not just going to hurt us. They're going to destroy everything that we have. They're going to completely decimate the entire place. See, I, I wonder in our own lives where we allow the little foxes to eat at our vineyards because they don't seem like a big problem today. They don't seem like a big deal right now. In fact, you look at it and you say, this is harmless. It's little. It's insignificant. It's, it's not really that important. It, does this really demand my attention for this? But the reality is that one day they're actually going to decimate our lives day by day, moment by moment, because days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months turn into decades. See, one of the, one of the things I love about following Jesus is that he calls us into this life of radical integrity. He calls us into this life of, of just examining everything and saying, where am I out of alignment with the identity that he's calling me up to? Where am I disconnected from, from the life that he has designed me to live and the dynamic future that he's called me to create and, and, and the community that he has called me to develop all around me? See, because Jesus said, you know, you, you were told one time in the scriptures, don't murder, but now I'm going to tell you, even if you have anger towards your brother, you're murdering. Ups the level of integrity, right? 
He, he says, you know, like before you were told, hey, having sex outside of the context of marriage is not healthy for you and it will actually lead to your destruction. But now I'm going to tell you, even if you look at a woman with lust and entertain that, it's the same thing. You might as well have committed adultery in that space. He, he says, your eye is causing you to sin. Go ahead and pluck it out. Right? This is a leveling up of integrity that Jesus is calling us into. It's not just, hey, what are the big, huge, bad things that we can do in life? He's like, let's look at all the small things, all the small foxes that go out and ruin the vineyard in the middle of this. And see, here's what I, here's what I believe to be true, is Jesus is not actually just trying to put down the hammer on us. He's not trying to get strict with us in these contexts. He's not trying to put more regulations on our lives. He's not attempting us to become more religious or more dogmatic. He's not attempting to even transform our behavior or being hypervigilant about being a disciplined person. This isn't like a Tony Robbins moment where he's saying, let's get in there and make sure everything's in integrity. What he is saying is, look, I'm going to ask you to look at all of the small things because the small things eventually become big things. And then one day you'll wake up and recognize that all the small things have completely decimated the vineyard of your life. And what he longs for you is that you would fully live. That you would experience the fullness in every single moment. And it's easy to minimize it today until it's not. And what he's saying is choice by choice by choice you choose a life of radical integrity that moves you into the future that you were made to live in and create. Ernest Hemingway, when asked, how do you go bankrupt? He said, two ways, gradually and then suddenly. <laughs> and isn't that the truth with us in almost every single area of life? We, we find ourselves there. See, Jesus recognizes that no one wakes up and says, you know what? I think today is a good day to ruin my life. No one ever says that. No one ever wakes up and says, you know what? Today's a great day to ruin my marriage and my relationships. Today's a great day for that. But we do find ourselves saying, I should probably have that difficult conversation, but it's going to be too awkward, so I'm not going to. I should probably reach out for help, but that's going to make me look weak, so I'm not really up for that. No one wakes up and says, you know what? Let's lose our job today. Let's get fired. But... People say, yeah, it's, it's just a few minutes late. I'm only 5, 10, 15, 16, 30 minutes late. It's not a big deal. No one, no one notices. It's just a few cut corners. It's just a few lowering of the expectations. It's just a few complaints that I harbor against my coworkers that I'm unwilling to share with anyone. No one wakes up and says, let's have an affair. But it's just the few slide glances, it's the few flirtings, it's the little text messages. No one wakes up and says, let's confuse and frustrate our kids. No one wakes up and says, hey, what I'd love to do is to completely detach myself from my children. But we do say, hey, it was a hard day. That's why I raised my voice. Or we say, I, you know, it's just a small behavior issue. I really don't want to go through the hard work of engaging them in that space. No one wakes up and says, let's spiral into emotional hell. But we do avoid what's going on for us. We do avoid when asked, how are you, saying it's fine. We avoid all invitations for help because it's too pervasive or too personal. And we find ourselves dismissing one little fox at a time, saying, they can't reach the grapes, so it's probably not that big a deal. And then one day, we wake up, and the vineyard's gone. Now, I, I don't say any of this to shame you. 
Because I know for me, I can look out at my vineyard in my life and go, wow, there are so many little foxes. I don't know about you. But if we were to all do an examination of our lives, we could probably just come up with a list of all the little foxes that we let run our lives and run the vineyard and go out and, and destroy what's out there. But this is what I'm going to ask you to notice, is that Solomon looks out at his vineyard and he goes, man, this is beautiful. He says, look at everything in bloom. He says, I love this. I love this love that we have. And I love this life that we're creating. And I love this, this present that we have. But here's what he recognizes is that I am not guaranteed to have this present in my future. If I am unwilling to tend to what's happening right here and right now in order to create and to continue to maintain that future. So rather than assuming the vineyard will always be in bloom, my life will always be together, my relationships will always be healthy, my, my family will always be together, my health will always be in this space, that I will always have what I need. He begins to make decisions from the present, looking into the future, saying, what do I need to do today to assure that this vineyard will be in bloom years from now? And he starts to recognize cause and effect with every single decision that he makes. And he recognizes, if I let the little foxes go, yeah, this season we might have grapes. But if I, keep, if I let them keep going, we will not have them for the next 10 years. Because we will have to start over. And it will be done. He, he recognizes that I won't have this love that I'm enjoying right now with my lover if I am not proactive in how I am tending to the landscape of my life. And so here's the beautiful thing. Is that he doesn't go into shame about all the little foxes that he's allowed to go into the vineyard, as so many of us do, right? How many of you look out at your life and you see areas that you're in, out of integrity and you, and you just go, oh, I'm such a horrible person. Or I should have fixed this by now. Or how could I have let them go again? He doesn't go into shame about it. He doesn't allow any of that to go into his life. He doesn't blame someone else for the foxes. He doesn't say, ah, the vineyard next door. If they would have just put fox traps out, we wouldn't have fox traps in our vineyard, and everything would have been settled. I'm going to go talk to them. He doesn't blame anyone for the foxes in his own vineyard. He doesn't go into isolation. He doesn't go into his house saying, la, 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 the vineyard is fine. I don't need anyone. I'm okay. It'll all take care of itself. He allows this, this longing for this beautiful future to move him into action to move him into decision, to move him into catching the foxes now before they destroy the vineyard tomorrow. And this is where we are called, to be people of radical integrity. But this is what it requires. It requires you recognizing that you create the future. That with every single decision you make, every moment by moment, every action that you take or do not take today creates a pattern for the future that we are heading into. And so you can look out at your life now even and say, it's so beautiful. But if you're unwilling to do the hard work now of maintaining the little integrity, the little spaces, then you will not be able to enjoy that tomorrow. Some of you may be looking at your vineyard and go, wow, the foxes ate it all right now. Wow, the vineyard's gone, the grapes are gone, I am just a mess right now. The great thing is, is that it is not too late. You can not only capture the small foxes, catch them, and allow them to no longer have impact on your land, 
but you can begin sowing into your life the future that you were called to create for yourself and for the world around you. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.